Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me today, Steve Harmison. We'll hear from Joe Root, England captain, ahead of the second test match, which gets underway uh, in less than 24 hours here in Cape Town, as well as Faf de Plessis. And Sam Ellard has been out and about chatting to uh, some of the Barmy Army. And boy, there are a few Barmy Army here, that's for sure. Uh, you're listening to the following on podcast on TalkSport. So, Harmi, here we are, then less than 24 hours out. Joe Root speaking today, asked if it was a must-win game. He replied, they're all must-win games. You can kind of uh, bet your house that he would have said that. But at the end of the day, England got to win this Test match or winning the series uh, is uh, going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, I think you're right. I think when he when he says it's a must-win game, it's always that, that cliche. But I actually think it is the must-win game for this England team. I think deja vu a little bit from the Caribbean when... We had TalkSport had the, the coverage in the Caribbean before the, you know, the this great English summer of white ball cricket. Test match cricket has took a little bit of a backward step and a little bit of a hit. But after that first test match in Barbados, I'm looking at it and thinking, right, what are we going to play on? Because you know, I've had this conversation with Mark Butcher and Darren Goff. You know, do you play on flat wickets to try and protect your 1-0 win and go through the series if you're South Africa? But actually... I would do what the West Indies did. I'd play on something that was just spicy, like we went to in, I think it was Antigua, and play on something and take them on. Because if we come, as a South Africa, if, if as South Africans, if we can beat England here in Cape Town, there's, that means there's only one team can win the series, and that's South Africa. And that will completely demoralise England. England have been at a low ebb. They've got, you know, 16 out of the, 16 out of the group have been ill. They're not sure on team selection. Joffre Archer looks as though he's not going to play. Do we drop Broad Anderson? Two all-time greats. Two all-time greats we're talking about dropping. Do we pick 
Don Bess, and no disrespect to Don Bess, but we're looking to leave either 440 odd or 580, nearly 80 test wickets out for a spinner in Don Bess who, you know, didn't fulfil his county duties and then had to move to another county, came out here, wasn't part of the 17th man squad. That there tells me England are in a little bit of disarray. I personally, I would not have dropped Broaden Anderson if it was coming down to the fact that Archer possibly isn't going to be fit. The reason why, I thought England throughout that test match in Centurion, I thought they got better and better as the test match went on. They looked rusty. Understandably, the preparation wasn't great. But when you look at it, this was the side that they picked. Other than Bairstow, I probably would have just brought Pope back in, kept with the same unit and said, right, you looked as though you were going to get better. Because... In the Centurion Test match, I don't think the toss really cost us the game. And I actually don't think not playing a spinner really cost us the game. I think I would probably have said, right, you lot, go back out there and have another go. There's arguments both sides in everywhere, but actually... You know, these guys are top experienced guys to bring inexperienced players into this test match. And when I say this test match, we're talking Newlands. We're talking between 12 and 15,000 on day one. We are standing outside the Cullinan Hotel, which has got the England cricket team in. It is bedlam. I would not want to be in here if I was the England cricket team. It's bedlam, full of tourists. All that going in tells you that Newlands is going to be absolutely rampacked with England supporters to give somebody like Don Bess, like a Parkinson, a chance to put out their debut and chuck them into the cauldron in this, this way, I think that would be totally, totally unfair. Went for a little stroll with Guy Swindles down to the waterfront yesterday. And uh, for those people back home who've never been to this part of the world, imagine Oxford Street with the, crossed with the South Bank. Uh, on a uh, bank holiday Sunday. I mean, it was absolutely heaving. There are there are thousands of English here, or British uh, cricket fans. Uh, Newlands is going to be like a home test. It's uh, going to be pressure on. Let's hear a little bit from uh, Joe Root, actually. Caught up with Talk Sports Guy Swindles. Now, normally, if you can, you'll tell us the team. I'm guessing with the Joffre Archer news and everything else, this is probably not one of those occasions. It's not. It's been one of those tours, I'm afraid. Um, it's not quite gone as smoothly as we'd have liked. Um, and, you know, we're still waiting to hear more information from his scans and, and to see how he pulls up today. So in terms of Joffre, we're not, not exactly sure where he's at. Um, and we'll have to make a later call on that. And, and from that, we'll probably have to look at the balance of the side and, and try and find a team that we think is best going to exploit these conditions. If the worst comes to the worst and he can't play, how big a loss is he to the team? Yeah, I mean he's had a, a very well, he's had a brilliant impact on on Test cricket in such a short space of time. Um, he's continuing to keep learning and developing, and um, and that's a real good trait to have. Um, you know, I still think there's stuff from the last game he'll he'll look at and want to get better at. But that's very exciting to see him have the success that he did, uh, and still feel like there's there's areas he can he can improve on. Um, but we have got some very talented players here. We've got some brilliant experience, two world-class performers that have had great success here in South Africa, in Stuart and, and Jimmy, which is invaluable, really. Um, so there's, I think there's still plenty there and plenty of opportunities for us to take 20 wickets. Um, and then we'll have to make a, a decision in terms of balance, whether we play spin or not, and you know, which spinner to pick. Joe Root, the England captain, speaking with Guy Swindles. 
It's time for the talking to stop, though, isn't it? If there's one thing that we've heard from Joe over the uh, last year, I'm sure he's sick of talking about it as well. It's, you know, it's time that England learn from their mistakes and, you know, they put, get themselves in a good position. They need to ram home the initiative. Um, Faf de Plessis also was speaking today. You know, he was asked about this test. He said it's the most important of the four. You know, they are gearing themselves up for England to come roaring back at them. Um, there's so much riding on this test match. It's ridiculous. There is, and like you, you talk about riding on this test match with the players that are potentially going to miss for England, that's a huge, huge loss, especially Joffre Archer. I didn't think he bowled great in uh, Centurion, but on reflection, you look back, what has this kid got to do? Because he's getting stick from all angles. He gets it because you know we can see the potential in him. I fully understand where Jofra Archer's at. Me, Steve Harmison, I got so much stick in that early, the infancy of my career. Didn't want to tour, was, didn't look interested, wasn't that bothered. Look, trust me, I was caring, I was bothered, and I can fully understand where Jofra is. I actually think sometimes Jofra doesn't understand some of these things that he does, that body language point of view. But Mark Butcher rightly points out to me, you know, when I'm talking about you know the way he warms up, the way he prepares, going on the zegways, you know the, the jump around, the the, the ways for like fielding, all this stuff, he's not being brought up in that English mentality and English way. So you know you give him a cut him a little bit of slack. He does have enormous potential. He has got ridiculous um, attributes to be an international test and one day cricketer if he's a miss he's a huge miss because of where I see this this game lying Joe again talking about things that we did wrong in that first test match you know the bowling plans the way we go about things all that hindsight's a wonderful thing and that is labelled at Joe's door I don't think it's all Joe Root's fault I don't think all the criticism is fair towards Joe Root because it's not just him. There is a management team there. There is senior players on the pitch. I was sitting in the commentary box with many, many other people going, what are we doing? Bowling short to a guy on debut, a tail ender, 6-3 leg side field when De Cox took six catches. And they've also had two bowled. But Joe Root is the one that's in charge. He's the captain. He wears the armband and he puts himself up front. So it has to be labelled at his door. Where they go in this test match... It looks as though Broad Anderson are going to play. It looks as though Stokes is going to be the third seamer. Curran's going to be the fourth seamer. And the interesting conundrum is, is it going to be Don Bess or is it going to be Parkinson? Well, people will disagree with me because a lot of people will say, we'll go, we, they'll, because they'll go with Don Bess, he gives you control. Just remember this, you've got to take 20 wickets to win a test match. You've got to have an X factor in a test match to win the test match. You look around the world with teams. Joffre Archer was our X factor. He goes out. For me, it's Parkinson. It has to be Parkinson because Broad Anderson, Arch, uh, Broad Anderson, Curran can possibly get us wickets with a new ball. Stokes when it's a little bit flat, but we've seen we struggle to mop the tail up. What we need to mop the tail up is somebody who could potentially turn the ball both ways. If we haven't got somebody to bowl over in excess of 90 mile an hour, so for me, I would pick Parkinson basically to bowl at the tail get England get South Africa five six down get Parkinson on the wrong and the googly the straight one hopefully bamboozle the tail the long hop 
Courtney or the short ball, whichever one. This is the bag of tricks. Look what um, Adil Rashid's done for the one-day side. I think Parkinson, if Archer's not playing, he is the man for England to play in this first Test match because England need to get 20 wickets because there's only way one way to win a Test match, and that's by getting 20 wickets. Mm, interesting stuff. I wonder what the South Africans would rather have. Uh, let's hear from a South African. Uh, Faf de Plessis, he was asked about the pressure being heaped on Joe Root and whether South Africa would capitalise. I can relate to it. Um, obviously, as a test team, we've been through a similar uh, last year where we had an extremely good year the year before. The last year was a challenging road for us as a test team and, and for me especially as well as a captain. It's always, um, you know, losers home or away. You always, you always wear the pressure on your shoulders as a skipper. You want to make sure that you put in results. Um, the highest trees get the most wind. Um, so it's ex expectant that there'll be a little bit of pressure on him now um, because of a results point of view. Um, yeah, but he's, you can see that he's also trying to make sure that he putting in performances you know he's, he's still previous test match he was there trying to lead with the bat um, getting runs and, and trying to fight on the last day so as I said we're expecting the quality of him as a player and obviously them as a team to come through um, yes there will always be question marks if the team is not doing well on the captain um, but yeah I've listened to a couple of the, the, the statements of the people in the dressing room there and they sound like they're very happy with him as, as captain and, and, and he's got their full support. Um, so, yeah, that's why we, we're very aware of, of him and, and also his team. Well, no real surprise, he kind of ducked the question, didn't he? But, you know, Jack Callis, before the first Test match, uh, more forthcoming, he said, yeah, of course we're going to apply pressure on Joe Root. You know, they're not, uh, they're not silly. There's a Test series on the line. South Africa know they win this one. Two up with two to play. That's pretty much it done. Um, and South Africa have been there before with English captains, must be said. So uh, we shall see. South Africa, though, have had to uh, ring one change. Aidan Markram makes way. They're going to be handing another debut uh, to a Milan, who looks more like he should be playing rugby than cricket. He's absolutely massive. So, uh, you know, they've got three players in the side. If you throw in Pretorius and van der Dusen, We've got, uh, you know, two test matches between them coming in. So, um, you know, you've got to hope that England themselves would be able to capitalise at some point. Made mention of the fans that are here early on in the show. And there are thousands here, as Steve said. First three days sold out at Cape Town and the fourth one is uh, pretty difficult to get tickets for as well. In fact, uh, you can't move for people asking if you can sort them out for tickets. So it's going to be a, a boisterous uh, atmosphere. And Sam Ellard has been out and caught up with a, well, a very familiar voice and name if uh, you are, uh, have ever toured with the Barmy Army. Um, his uh, name is Deco and pretty much he does go everywhere with the Barmy Army. Let's see what he had to say. Yeah, thanks very much, John. I've got with me a man that has been to many, many, many England Test matches, Deco, a legend of the Barmy Army. And you're here today, Deco, watching England train. Why is that? I just want to see how the boys are shaping up. Always love watching them when I come on tour for a little train. Um, I like the body language and the vibe you get from just watching cricket um, and seeing professionals do things very well. And do you know what? I was about to make that exact same point. I think the access the England fans, media get to these training days is brilliant. To our left, what? Five feet away is Ben Stokes. There's about 50 people all there. He's signing. To our right, we've got the nets where we're, what, 
10 feet away from watching Josh Butler, Chris Wilkes having it. I think it's brilliant that England allow people in for free to watch their heroes up close and personal. Oh, it's fantastic. And what happens then is that after a period of time of being able to do that, it sounds weird, but they, it, it feels like that you're, there are mates playing. So when you watch them out on, uh, on the field of play and you've had this sort of access and just said hello or got a cheeky autograph, um, put it this way, they're not premiership footballers. And it, uh, it engenders loyalty. We're loyal to England anyway, but uh, no, it is marvellous. And a lot of countries we go to, we don't get this sort of access. Um, even though the England players sort of say, let them in, we just, you know, just let them watch, watch this train. But so the South Africans so far have been very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, on a beautiful day. and a Well, it, it is a wonderful day, isn't it? And the grounds... Here we're at Newlands, aren't we? The ground deco. You've been said you've been here four times. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Picturesque. It surely has to be one of the best grounds in the world, no? It is probably one of the most aesthetically pleasing yeah. grounds in the world. For me personally, um, we actually sit just behind Table Mountain, but I do take the opportunity when I'm in the ground to go to the South African sort of end where they... And you can watch cricket and the backdrop is Table Mountain. And also if it has the... What we call the tablecloth, when there's cloud on the top, when it's got a tablecloth yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. It's a seventh wonder of the world, I think. Yeah, it's, if anyone hasn't been to Newlands yet in Cape Town, get here. It is unbelievable. Um, on to the cricket... Not the ideal start, we know that, in the first Test match. Are you and the rest of the Barmy Army confident the boys are going to turn this round? Well, I see my job as a supporter, um, support, support through thick and thin. It's all well and good being a supporter and, and you're winning all the time. Um, but it's when things get tough, and they've had a tough run-up to the first Test yeah. um, through illness and so on and so forth. But they showed fight. And that's what I want out my side. Um, and the, the, it, England do fight. It's just sometimes, sometimes you get up against the team, especially when they play England. They raise their game a touch. Yeah. So uh, my job as a supporter is to support through thick and thin, and I've done that for the last 17 years, and I will continue to do so. Um, through, as we just said, you meet the guys. Uh, unfortunately, well, you, know, you know quite a lot of the guys, you know, well, don't you? Because you said you've been doing this for so many years. Sure. Um, one of the things, one of the great things of touring is, yes, I do. Over the years, uh, got to know actually all of them, to be fair. <laughs> and uh, as a painter and decorator, I have in my office 52 player shirts, bats, pads, gloves, balls that have been given to me. And they are what I call my motivational tools. So when I've got to type up a quote and I think, oh, do I? Then I look at the shirts. Do you want to go on tour? Get a wiggle on. Through looking really? at the shirts, yes. No, you do? Sure. So in a way, that's motivation for you to, to get up in the morning, go and work, so you can come and spend, what, two, three weeks here in, here in South Africa? Well, the first time I toured here, uh, well, we answer your question, yes. And... Uh, um, when we first toured here, it was obviously here for three months. We used to have longer sort of touring types. This is pre-2020s. Um, yeah. And you had a time to tour around, have a look at the country. Um, now it's all a little bit shoehorned in. Quick, um, yeah. And um, 
I don't know whether I'll still be about when we go down to this four-day test match. Uh, I wouldn't be looking forward to that. So, yes, it's... Um, South Africa's a great, great place to tour. Um, and um, I, I say look forward to coming. And I imagine, Deco, Cape Town, New Year test match, the Barmy Army are going to be in good voice, back in the boys. Oh, all day long. Starts off with Jerusalem. Um... We don't sing too much when they're batting because I want them to concentrate. You can sing, but that's our job, to make them feel good about going to work. Make them feel that they're not alone in a foreign country playing cricket. That is our job, and if we can only really affect them by cheering them on through singing. Um, and I know for a fact it makes them smile. And uh, if I go to work and I've got a smile on my face, <laughs> I do well. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. <laughs> Sam, with uh, Deco from the Barmy Army, it really is one of the... I mean, in your uh, career as an England player, uh, a Lord's Test, I suppose, Boxing Day Test, maybe a New Year's Day Test at the SCG, you know, where does, uh, where does Cape Town stand in your... Not necessarily in terms of the results, but in terms of the occasion, where does it stand in, you know, in the history of uh, your Test career? It's huge because not just in my test career, I think in, in the, the wider scale of, of, of world cricket because you go into a, a test playing nation, you go into England, you want to play at Lords. You go to, you go to Australia, Boxing Day and Sydney, you know, Melbourne and, and the New Year's test in Sydney. You go, to, um, you go to India, you want to play in Eden Gardens, biggest stadium. You know, Pakistan, it's Karachi, all these places. And I think when you come to South Africa, it's a bull ring 
and it's Cape Town. Cape Town is the New Year test match. Cape Town is always well supported because it's holiday season. And when the holiday season, the sun comes out, everybody comes out, and the support is fantastic. During my time, you know, the test match here, we, we, we obviously we lost, um, but the support was huge. The grass banks, and that's what's brilliant about this country brilliant about South Africa. The grass banks uh, aligned with people in Centurion, the families that were there. You know, it, was, it was Boxing Day, the holiday season, the colour was fantastic. Mm. Sound a bit like Mark Nicholas here when you're describing <laughs> how, how, the, you know, how the, 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 the crowd looks, but you know, to see the kids out there on the grass bank, you'll not see grass unfortunately for the first three days in, uh, in Cape Town because it'll be a sea of people. But Table Mountain overlooking, the big scoreboard, the brewery that's there, the rugby stadium around, and the stands, hopefully, and fingers crossed, that all the pretty pink, the, the lovely picture I've painted will transform into cricket because what we want is a fantastic test match. If we get that, then it will be, you know, it will be a, a brilliant occasion in Cape Town for the Barmy Army and for all the supporters. But England have to front up, and England have to front up first thing. Bat or ball... They have to front up. First hour, all cliche is still the same. First hour, get to lunch, whether you're bowling or you're batting. If England can be in the positive, by the time they get to lunch on first day, they've got a chance. But the fluff the line's a little bit, it's centurion. I'll give them a break because of all the illness. If they don't do it here, then I think South Africa could potentially go 2-0 up. Well, well, well. We're also going to be joined by Kevin Peterson as well um, uh, inside the TalkSport 2 commentary box. So don't miss a ball. You don't have to. Just uh, download the TalkSport app. Uh, you can listen online or, of course, uh, tune into your DAB radio. Every single ball of the second test match between South Africa and England will be broadcast exclusively live on TalkSport. So uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for in the following on podcast today. We will return after day one of the second test match at Newlands. Uh, Mark Butcher, Steve Harmison, Gareth Batty, uh, Darren Goff uh, will be looking at, back at all the day's play and uh, can guarantee there will be plenty to talk about. Thanks for joining us on the show. Review and subscribe on ACAST, iTunes or Spotify. Uh, you've been listening to the following on podcast. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.